And then when we go to Tice, we've got our fabricators that are using Action Flow coming up to our booth and giving us hugs, you know, to their account managers. And it's just, you don't, it's, that's unique. Welcome to this week's episode of Stories in Stone. We're back with a guest. We're hopefully you made it through, uh, through Richard, Kyle, and myself, and we're excited about this this week's guest. Kyle, who do we have on? We have the great uh, Jordan Watt on with us, Chief Information Officer of Action Flow. Um, I think something that stood out is how excited he is to get the data that is available uh, in software uh, and make it accessible to everyone. Uh, that like to just jump straight into it and what I was excited to hear. He is just super passionate about there's a ton of valuable data. How can we make it as accessible as possible to all the fabricators that are out there? For sure. Yeah, I think I think in doing this podcast, we've seen um, kind of the two sides of the story when, you, when you've when you always been in the stone industry and when you've come from another industry into the, the stone industry. And there's definitely pros and cons to both. I really feel like you can, you can sense the pros that Jordan has come from another industry and he's bringing all that expertise and all that experience into the stone industry in a, in a really great way. And uh, I mean, I couldn't, recommend his advice and his input highly enough. Yeah. I, early on, I was, I was nervous to recommend, uh, recommend Jordan's musings, but he convinced me and, uh, it was a, it was a convincing, convincing and impassioned or yeah. Uh, just, just take on the industry. He's also certainly open and willing to learn demonstrates that, that sort of approach and, uh, obviously we, we all love working with him. And so we hope you love hearing from him just as much as we love working with him and hearing from him. Uh, just a real pleasure. And speaking of that, we'll just get right to our conversation with Jordan. Are you drowning in remnants? Do you struggle to get quotes out on time uh is your process undefined as you as you go through the job action flow has an answer for each of these questions and it it will allow you to rest easy at night knowing that these questions are answered and jobs are flowing through your shop visit actionflow.net today to set up your discovery call All right, welcome in. Always a special episode when we get one of our own, one of the Action Flow, uh, the few. And we have on today Jordan Watt, our Chief Information Officer. Jordan, how are you? Doing all right. Excited to be here. I'm thrilled that I finally got the call up. yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah, we've been circling your name for a few months now, but uh, it finally came up, and we're, we are excited to have you on. Excited to learn a little bit about your story and where you're at uh, in the stone industry, how that's changing and growing. But 
uh, really just looking forward to spending the next four hours with you. Yeah, that'll be great. Four hours. Is yeah, yeah. Just a... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We got a lot to uncover with his uh... – it's a fresh perspective. That's the way we'll call it. He's got a fresh perspective on the stone industry That's right. here. That's right. Uh, so that, that'll be good for everyone to kind of see where he's coming from. Yeah. I'm excited. That's right. Great. Uh, well, yeah, let's start at birth. Uh Jordan, take us. No, let let's uh, let's just start with uh, where you really want to start. Um, take by that I mean, take us where you want to start. Uh, kind of career before the stone industry. What was what was that? Could go back to your education. Just pick a spot and uh, enlighten us. Who are you? Easy enough. Um, we can just go straight out of. Let's go straight out of college. Um, so I went to DePaul with a W in Indiana with a computer science degree. Um, came out of there uh, and then went to a consulting company uh, called West Monroe Partners based out of here. Here, I'm living in Chicago right now, based out of here in Chicago. Um, I did an internship there while in college. Um, so that was a, I was a computer science major and then shifted to their, at that point it was called Advanced Analytics practice, um, which was all, it's their data practice within Western Row. Um, so Western Row was probably a smaller consulting firm at that time. I think by the time when I joined, they were maybe 700 people. Um, so it was a very intimate practice, intimate company. Um, what's, you got to be very involved. What's a large consulting firm? Just, just out of curiosity. A large consulting firm would probably be 10,000 people. Um, you hear the, the big four, so that'd be the Deloitte's, the Accenture's, EY. Um, I mean, those can, they, they get up to even like 100,000 um, public companies. Um, those would be the large consulting firms. We would be medium-sized. Just We'd probably be considered small because of the per, like our personnel or just employee. Our headcount wasn't there. But our clients and who we were working with were all kind of Fortune 500s. Um, so, no, it was, a, it was a good company. When I joined, it was about 700 people in the advanced analytics practice. Big emphasis on culture there, um, big emphasis on goal setting and employee satisfaction. Um, and so just, I think it, it was a really good starting point for my career. Um, you got to talk to, have one-on-ones with directors and C-level executives and just kind of, yeah, I guess within Western Row, it was a a environment where you could really they pushed you they wanted you to work hard but they wanted you to learn they wanted you to grow um i think and then just speaking about consulting in general i think it's it's great to get um you get a broad range of experiences you get to work in multiple different industries kind of delivering similar projects but in different mm-hmm. industries so i worked for um i worked for a parking meter company at one point i worked for a bank um, at one point, I worked for a construction supply company at one point. Um, so you're delivering innovative projects in a bunch of different industries with a bunch of different people, um, all kind of in that C-level, C-level executives at these different clients. Um, so you're in the room where these big decisions are happening. Um, I think the experience you get from that and, and good note-taking and concise communication and emails um, and I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a very natural 
bonus of working at the consulting. Yeah, just being able to kind of spread out, learn a whole bunch of different things and talk to a whole bunch of different people, it sounds like. Right. Yeah, you become a Swiss army knife. Um, you can kind of jump from here to there um, and your skills apply. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the benefit of consulting, benefit of Western Row. I mean, I kind of talked about a little bit. I think other benefits would be, yeah, the goal setting was really good there. Um, just kind of reinforcing, you know, what are you hoping to get out of? You get to you get to set your objectives, um, and then you work with a your career advisor. You get a personal career advisor to set up a plan to make sure you're you're accomplishing your career goals. Um, so those, I, I kind of said this already, but those extracurriculars um, are very transparent. That's awesome. And then, so yeah. yeah. Those uh those clients, just real quick, uh, we may be, I may be jumping ahead a bit, but I'm curious since we're there. You know, you're working in different industries. You have the parking meter, you have construction, and you have whatever. Which one do you think, two-part two question. One, how does the stone industry compare to some of those other ones that you've seen and number two which one's the most similar to what you've seen so far uh if there is any similarities i guess it's not yeah. parking meters <laughs> not parking meters and i don't know i'm going to try to answer that question i don't know if i'm going to give it a great answer but that's right richard um, can edit out if it's bad the the best it's all kind of the same um in some ways, um, you're going to, we're, we were, we were consultants. We are outside the internal circle of, you know, what they do. We come in and you, you know, and fresh out of college, right. You go into a business that's been doing business a certain way for years and you go, you're doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> you should do it this way instead. Uh, and not only that, not only are you doing it wrong, but you're going to pay me and my company for my services. Uh, and so that you have to figure out how to do that appropriately and you have to do figure out how to get people on board and excited about the, the innovation that you're that you're bringing forward. You have to get by it. Um, that's that's still kind of some of the extracurricular skills, right? How are you going to get convince people that we're not a threat to their job? How are you going to convince people that we're trying to help you? And how are we going to convince you that this is this is better for you in the long run? Um, so whether it was a consulting or whether it was the construction industry, whether it was a bank, whether it was parking meters, um, I did another one for like an insurance broker. Like we were going there, um, delivering similar projects to people that didn't want to change. Um, and maybe, I mean, I don't want to, this isn't meant to, I don't want to offend anybody, but you know, because the, the stone industry is not all, all that different from that, right? You've got action flow is an innovative product and we've got data solutions here. Um, and we have to go into these businesses that are very, you know, have been doing business for years. Um, a lot of times these are family institutions, We've had it for a while, it's been passed down and we go, Hey, this is, this action flow thing is a good thing. Um, this can help you out in the long run. This can help you accomplish your goals. Uh, what do we need to do to get buy-in from you? Um, so yeah, I mean, I would say it's similar uh, in all those different things. You're always trying to get buy-in. It's always people that are a little bit, I mean, no, not stubborn, but just like I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. 
this is what I've been doing. Why, why are you trying to change what I've been doing when it works? It works. Yeah. But this, it's going to be better. And I promise you that. Um, yeah. And it, people that, are people. Okay. No, people are people. And like when it comes down to it, change is change. People are people. And you got to fit, like there's a base skill set in all industries of what, what, uh, people's reactions to change are. It is interesting too, that at some level, whether it's an action flow perspective client or the people you're interacting with at West Monroe, it's people that know that change needs to happen, some sort of change. And so kind of your response previously, finding ways to get at that, that core motivation, they know that something needs to change. So what's the best approach to get there? How am I going to do it uh, most effectively, most respectfully? Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting observation and something that can certainly be applied to uh, the stone industry, business as a whole, life as a whole, really, uh, depending right. on. Yeah. And you've got, I mean, just on top of that is just the, the, the decision makers, right? The owners, the, the main stakeholders, those are the people that are deciding to sign up for action. Those are the people that are signing to hire our services, hire Jordan Watt, you know, the consultant to come in and try to, you know, fix a certain thing that they think would be mm-hmm. better. Um, but those are the people, you know, on the line doing the work. Um, so most of our, we're working with the people on the line doing the work to try to get them to say, Hey, you didn't make this decision, but we're here. Um, so what can we do to help you? What can we do to get your buy-in? What are you worried about? What are your concerns about hmm. this process? Uh, That's awesome. And so, yeah, there's that whole, I you call it maybe political dynamic between the stakeholder and the decision maker and then the people who are actually being for it. Yeah. So, so you're doing that, you're honing your skills, and then, then you make the jump. You make the jump into the the action flow world. What was, what was that like? The action flow world. What was the, walk us through it. Yeah. So I was at Western row for just a little under five years. Um, I kind of already talked about just all of the, come the side benefits of consulting. In addition to the technology, the technological skills that I'm building there, we're working on innovative data solutions. Um, real quick. I mean, yeah, I worked in data, management, uh, database management, and ETL. So extract, transform, load, um, and then a little bit of the reporting side. So that was all clients would come to us and they go, hey, we've got a bunch of gross data in this closet that we don't want to worry about. Can you do something with it? And we'd go in there and we'd clean it up. We'd reorganize it. We architect it into just something that's useful. We transform it so it still makes sense. It maintains its integrity uh, and its truth. And then we make it all pretty so the executives can come in and then get a really nice report off of it and actually see how their businesses function so that they can make decisions from that. So that was kind of my job. Um, that was the technological side of things. Um, and we were, there are just so many different tools that you can do to re-architect your, your data. Um, so I did that for about, yeah, just, just under five years. Um, and then Action Flow approached me and they said, hey, we want to... <laughs> We want to use your skill set. Um, I think you've got this tools now um, to actually do a little bit help, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, 
help us achieve kind of what we're going with, uh, going shooting for. Um, I will provide the extra detail that Reese Watt is my, is my father, um, <laughs> founder and CEO of Action. Yeah, so same last name, but yeah, it's it's not a coincidence. He is my father, um, and so it was kind of you know just introducing that family dynamic into it. Action Flow was there for the last 15 years, so it it, it paid the bills. It got me through high school and college, um, put food on the table. Um, so it was always there in the back of my mind. Um, and then my sister, Grace, obviously worked there. And then my brother-in-law, Kyle, worked there. Um, what a jerk. What a jerk. Um, <laughs> it was always in the back of my mind that I was going to, you know, maybe eventually get over to an action flow. Um, and I just kind of, I appreciate my family not putting any pressure on me to join out of college or, um, it was never, it was never aggressive to get me to join or anything like that. Um, so they kind of let, gave me space, let me kind of build my own path. And I think that was for the best. Um, again, the, the skills I learned from Weston Rowe, the, the external skills beyond just my data skills, absolutely transferable. And I think when I finally decided to join Action Flow, I was much more dangerous. I was saying it's, it's that, it's that Swiss Army knife. Um, going from you know, different, different industries, different businesses in my consulting career, jumping over to action flow, I served a very similar role, except I was an action flow employee instead of a Western role employee. Um, yeah, and no, it, yeah. So I think that's, I think that about, about yeah. So it there. was always in the back of your mind is what you're saying. It was always in the back of my mind. That's always yeah. been a question uh, I've died yeah. to ask you just, yeah. What, what's yeah. the, uh, and yeah, maybe maybe somewhat jokingly, but somewhat honestly, like how do you uh, or re yeah, how do you think through like family business and what that how it how it goes? How do you make those decisions of yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the plunge because it's uh, it's not just another business; it is family. Like you can't right you, right you can't. It's built into my blood. Uh, it flows deep. It flows in my yeah. blood. Um, no. So, yeah, no, Josiah, absolutely. It was always in the back of my head, um, back of my mind there, thinking that I was going to jump at some point. Five years at Western Row, I was like, I I wasn't I wasn't comfortable at Western Row, um, but I wasn't uncomfortable. Um, and there's there you kind of see within consulting five years, people tend to do a pretty dramatic shift in careers. Um, Five years set you up with what you need to be pretty cool. dynamic wherever you go. Um, so I got to five years. I was. I think I've got the skill set now to be um, to contribute at a high level at another sure. place. Um, they set me up well for that. Um, with the family, though, yeah. So it was uh, Reese. My dad is is my boss now, um, and I have to. I have to, we have to be, and Grace, right? I also, you know, is my coworker, is my peer, but she's also my sister. Um, and so those dynamics there, you, I, I, we have to be very folk or very intentional about kind of separating family and work. Um, and I call them Reese, right? I call them Reese. I don't call them dad or uh, in, in work situations um, or pops, right? Exactly. Um, I think that when I call them Reese, it just reestablishes the fact that, that as your boss, um, I directly report to him. Um, you know, we have a work relationship. 
Um, he coached me in basketball my entire life. Um, and that dynamic there is significantly different than the dynamic between employee and employer. Um, point guard and coach have a different dynamic than father and son and then, yeah, employee. Well, yeah, so question that we ask all of our guests, uh, and you'll have a great perspective because it's so fresh. What what has been the first impressions of the stone industry? I guess with your with your dad, family working in and around it, you've seen it tangentially, but uh, now firsthand experience. What's the last eight months been like? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first impression is just the it, intimacy of the uh, of the industry, um, every, and just how it's how neighborhoody it feels, uh, how close knit it feels. Everyone knows everyone, um, and that's it's cool. Um, it's there's a lot of trust, there's a lot of pride in the industry, um, and there's a lot of room for innovative technology um, to to be introduced and be utilized in the industry. Um, it's it's cool when you talk to when you talk being in Asheville and AAA, you talk to our marketing and our salespeople and I'll, I'll I'll be driving in Chicago and I'll see a stone shop and I'll text Kyle. I'll say, Hey, do you know anything about this company? And he goes, Oh yeah. And he can break it down about, you know, everything everything there is to know about that company. Um, and then when we go to Tice, um, we've got our fabricators that are using action flow coming up to our booth and giving us hugs, um, you know, to their account managers. And it's just, you don't, it's, that's unique. Um, you don't see that in the parking meter industry. You don't see that in the parking meter industry. There, there is just a lot of trust there. Um, and then I think the word of mouth, I mean, carries a lot of weight, um, in this industry, you see these professional groups pop up in this industry unique to the stone industry. You've got ASF, you've got NSI, uh, you got Rockets. There's just this this general sense of collaboration with the industry that is unique to this industry, um, with everyone trying to learn from each other and push each other, um, and that's unique. Um, so yeah, I mean, neighborhoody, I think is kind of a good yeah. way to put it, right? You've got, you know, if you you're you're all we're all in the same subdivision. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. Everyone kind of knows each other's business a little bit. Um, and then, you know, you have your big block parties here and there. Um, maybe you have competing block parties, but there, there are block parties going on where people are sharing and learning from each other. Um, and they're excited to do that. They're excited to network. Um, and that's been, yeah. It's been cool. That's a good way to put it. I guess uh, benefits and cha challenges of working with. Uh, your dad slash sister slash brother-in-law um, cares from your perspective. Yeah, I, and I also think it's very close to like, we talked to, you know, Sean at, at Rocky Mount, like it's very common in this industry to be working with family. So I think a lot of people relate to this tight knit family piece. Yeah. I, I don't have too many benefits of it. It's just, uh, <laughs> just walking through the days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the benefits are you, you don't have to be, <laughs> I was just talking about how, you know, we reinforce this is an employee employee relationship that there's a gray area there. Um, and you can exercise that to a, to a pretty, to a pretty good point. Uh, knowing that this is my, this is my dad at the end of the day. 
So there's there's nothing at risk from a family side. Um, so I think some of those barriers, good or bad, that you put up during work, my barriers aren't as high when I'm working with Kyle, when I'm working with Grace, when I'm working with my dad, uh, or working with Reese. Um, so those are kind of the benefits there. Is is we have a much more the dialogue between us is much more open. Um, I don't have to feel as rigid in those situations. Mm. Um, yeah, and then just I think challenges of it is is it's your family. <laughs> um, so any anything going on with the family, um, drama, good or bad, um, you got to you got to be able to shift that off, um, and that's tough to do, um, and work. And say, hey, whatever, whatever happened, good or bad, this past week or something like that. I know this is prevalent right now, but we have to be in work mode right now. Um, and so you have to. There is a there is a switch that has to happen to say we're in work mode. We don't need to talk about any family stuff. Um, other this is, and this will be a challenge or a benefit. The last thing is just in any situation where we're all are in the same room, um, we're talking about work, for better or for worse. Um, sometimes it's good things and we're getting excited about stuff. Sometimes it's bad things. And, you know, our, you know, our poor mom has to kind of deal with that yeah. as well. Right. She's, yeah. she's not an employee at action flow, but she's hearing about action flow dealings yeah, all the time. You're opening um, Christmas presents and talking about the next report that's coming out on Monday. The next report and any delays that are going on with reports or yeah innovative things that have come up through the industry that we want to yeah. implement and any new integration. So yeah, those are, those are kind of the challenges of it. I don't think that's terribly uncommon with uh, working with family though, that, that switch, being able to switch it on. For sure. Oh, that, that is true. And sometimes things get done faster since we're uh, like, we can have those conversations in off hours. And it's like, oh, just do it. Yeah. Right. I think yeah, there have been some times where I've specifically said, "Hey, this is a, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna exercise my son card." <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> want to talk about more card. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna be a little bit more explicit than maybe uh, an employee would typically. Right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Question that we typically end the the buttoned up portion of the Stories in Stone podcast with is. Five years from now, dot, 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 uh, kind of your take on the industry. You've already laid out your first impression and I thought that perspective on neighborhoody uh, was, a, was a great way to put it. And you've talked about your background, data, that influence on all sorts of industries. As you think of five years from now, is that where your mind goes, jumping to uh, – yeah, data, business insights. It, does that does that make your heart skip a beat? No, that's that's the exciting part of the stone industry is um, the opportunity to accept and implement technology. Um, first step is you know getting just some type of software in, in the shop. Um, you know, obviously we prefer it to be action flow. Um, just to manage and track those things. Um, uh, you know, our user conference last year, I was fortunate, or I guess just a few months ago, uh, I had the opportunity to do a presentation on corporate decisions, making decisions based on data uh, and just the value of data 
Um, and you need, in order to get data and start collecting data, you need to have some type of software to input that stuff and start tracking that. Um, and then I called it data, data driven dangerous, which dangerous being a good thing, right? You, you're a Swiss army knife, you know, what tool and what, what solution to put into what each, you know, what problem might come up because you have data on it, because you've tracked it. Um, and that all starts with implementing some type of software. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of the first step is, is get a software. Let's start tracking the data. There's just a lot of opportunity for that. Um, the next part of that is just be actually tapping into that data um, and using that to make decisions. As soon as you start using your software, inputting that data, tracking that stuff, tracking your activity, then patterns are going to start coming through in the next few months. Um, I, we've been tracking this for a while. What are the patterns? What are we seeing? Where are we lacking? What areas are lacking? What areas are there for improvement? Where are we doing really well? And what, what can we really lay into and say, wow, we're really selling a lot of this color. We know we're selling a lot of this color because we started using action flow and tracking our activity. Um, how can we lay into that? Um, and then once, you know, once you start implementing the software, tracking that data, finding those patterns, then you can start making decisions from them. Um, and so I, I think just what I've noticed from the stone industry, is there's a lot of opportunity to start using software. There's a lot of opportunity to start using data um, for that. I think, and then just, you know, maybe a last observation is we're starting to figure it out. The stone industry is starting to figure out data is important. Power BI is awesome. You can just derive so much from our Power BI reports, other reports that are out there. Um, there's a lot of insight into how your business is operating by using these reports. Um, and benchmarking is another big thing that's coming through is, is let's see how everyone else is doing so that we can, we can kind of evaluate our own performance based on the rest of the industry. Um, I mean, those are reports and Power BI and benchmarking. Those are all data-driven solutions. Um, and the industry's figuring it out. And so there's this wave, there's this tsunami of enthusiasm mm. about data. Um, and I want to do everything I can um, in my role at ActionFlow to just continue to add water to that wave. Um, and I think ActionFlow in general is just very excited about tapping into the data. We've got a goldmine of it. Um, and we've got a bunch of reports and we've got a bunch of Power BI stuff coming out. Uh, and so I do think we're doing our part, but I just want to continue to do that because I think that that's just going to make the whole industry as a whole um, better. Whole industry as a whole. Um, yeah, but for what it's worth, the yeah. uh, the passion really jumps out of the the audio. <laughs> I can tell we struck a chord, and uh, yeah, that, for for all the fabricators listening, I don't have anything to add, but. Uh, take heed of Jordan's passion and, and really hit your wagon to it. Uh, I think that's, that's great. And kind of yeah. it's certainly a direction that we've had conversation on this podcast about, we've had conversations at user conferences, industry events, you, you're not wrong. Uh, and, and the passion is really cool to see. Yeah, I think, and then, you know, just, what we're excited about, another thing that we're excited about is just equipping the owner and the shop to start using the data. Um, it's, it's a lot. What we're kind of at right now is we make these reports and we make these dashboards for you to use. Um, 
it would be it would be better. Um, we're getting to a point where it says this data is available. It's cleaned up. It's ready. We want to equip you to tap into it. Um, we want to equip you to start building out your own Power BI dashboards. We want to equip you to be able to pull out those Excel or those exports that we can we can generate for you. Throw it in something, and then you start making your own insights based on what you're curious about in your business. Um, equipping the the owner, the shop owner, the fabricator to tap into their data. Um, I mean, that's kind of the conceptually that's that's the goal I have um, for Action Flow for my role. Um, opening up that data, we've got a bunch in there. Um, we gotta we gotta we gotta make it available and easy to use. And we have to realize the value, or we have to communicate the value of that. For sure, for okay. sure. All challenges in their own right, and things that we're figuring out, the industry's figuring out. It's it's a good trend to see. Are you drowning in remnants? Do you struggle to get quotes out on time? Uh, is your process undefined as you as you go through the job? Action Flow has an answer for each of these questions, and it, it will allow you to rest easy at night knowing that these questions are answered and jobs are flowing through your shop. Visit actionflow.net today to set up your discovery call. Coming back, we're we're here at the rock seat at the throne. Uh, it's it's certainly an intense tense time, but we have faith in you, Jordan. Kyle, do you want to start us off with it with a rock seat question? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, which one do I want to ask? Just thinking, it's different when you know the person you feel like so well. Um, let's see, uh, okay, here's one that's a little different. You may not have had opinion on it at all growing up, but when you got the countertops that were in your house at your parents' house now, do you remember having any type of opinion on like, oh, those are kind of? Did you have any type of opinion on the countertops that they got, or you just kind of like, well? Oh. We're getting a big old countertop put in. Big old countertop. It was cool because it was so hard uh, and heavy. <laughs> uh, I remember when we got them installed, the installer said, you could hop up on those countertops and dance on them right now, and they won't break. Uh, <laughs> they, won't, they won't move around. I thought that was pretty cool that these things are just so they're so solid, and they've got so much confidence in the durability. That just throw, the, throw the kids on. At that point, you know, we were definitely mm -hmm. – Throw the kids on there and have them dance around on it and see if those countertops move. Um, that would have been I mean, uh, there was a fissure in there and it cracked. You'd be like, oh, son of a gun. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. That's, that's a good one. All right, I'll go. Uh, you you mentioned Tice. I think of the, that as an inspiration for this question. But when you're walking around, what strikes you as the coolest gadget or tool for the industry that you see there uh i mean this might this is kind of a layup but the the baka the baka arms are pretty cool um <laughs> it's like something out of uh out of iron man um 
where Tony Stark's got a few bacas in his basement building. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, their, their setup there is impressive. I think that's actually Baca's uh, side project is building an Iron Man suit. Right, uh, they should. I've never noticed the similarities, and I don't know how. Yeah. Well, because Star, Tony Stark's got that little arm yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, that that's a great answer. Kyle, do you have one more round? Oh, yeah, for sure. You're uh... – So you are newer to the industry. Do you find yourself now just every like bar, restaurant, hotel, uh, person's house that you go to, you're looking at the countertops and be like, oh, these are garbage or, oh, this is actually really well done. Yeah. Oh, I just have an eye for it now. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) I've I've recently moved apartments within Chicago and the apartment I am now has laminate countertops. (laughs) I feel feel ashamed. I would be action flow, action flow employee working in the stone industry without a uh, without stone countertops. And they just aren't the same. They don't deliver the same way. I don't. I don't. I got another question. You've been meeting and greeting a bunch of people in the industry late, like as you've been getting going. Just some like highlights of people that you've met. You're like, man, this guy is just uh, pretty cool. Like, if you have a chance to meet this guy, I would want you to to meet meet them yeah i would say um i don't know if i can specifically call names out but oh, you can you can uh yeah, a I good just, thing. yeah i've been very very impressed with just the, the the professional the professional networks um that the stone industry really leans into um and so like you know chris hildebrand is great um all slab fabrics you know he's he's close close to the family close to action flow um and yeah it's Whenever you talk to him, he just is is innovative, leader in the industry, has a lot of confidence about kind of what he's committed, decided to commit to, what he's decided to put some time to, um, and his concern about and his commitment to the industry as a whole is is cool. Um, always comes forward with great suggestions for action flow, um, and so that's that's good. Um, and yeah, he's he's just his. Comfort and knowledge of the industry is, is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, any any situation where I get to hang out and talk to Chris, <laughs> it's never a boring time. Yeah, never. <laughs> probably not the first person to have said that. Uh, awesome. Cool. Well, Jordan, you're a busy man. Thank you for the time and for the insight, the passion, the the history lesson, and just a peek inside the mind of Jordan Watt. There you go. Yeah. Was it nearly Absolutely. as dark as I thought it was going to be? That's part two. That's part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Glad I was able to share about the yeah. exciting things in the data world of action. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Was this your first podcast appearance? First podcast. Hey, there you go. Come on. The inaugural podcast. Send you the LinkedIn badge after this. (laughs) All right. See ya. Well, that's another episode of Stories in Stone. Thanks to Josiah and Kyle for interviewing. Thanks to Jordan for taking time out of his day to come on. Thanks to you, too, the listener. 
And if you've enjoyed, don't forget to subscribe and send it to a friend. Have a great week.